Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell. And Raja Bell. It's all the future of football right before your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me. What is going on? Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell and Raja Bell. Happy Friday. I have a new way to watch the NBA playoffs. Because I usually I have Twitter open on the side. With but, alcohol. But, yeah, well, that. <laughs> but with a text chain to the show. Because I actually like that. I like yes. talking a little trash. Debo's over there getting sensitive yeah. about the Sixers. The Sixers love. We're all, you know, Han and I are Heat fans. Raja's uh, AWOL. Raja, you don't wait, respond to our group text. Do you, do you even look He's at them? over it. My phone, my it. phone died. I was at practice, and so I only got to see half the Heat game. And so by the time I saw it, I was out. It. Yeah, it was too it. late. It was too late. The time was, um, did you guys hear that, though, when you... What? Oh, you didn't hear the the uh, bandwagon backing up. I am, <laughs> you didn't hear it because I'm a, I am officially on the Sixers bandwagon. You what? are Debo. All I am. Right. I am in. I love Boom. it. I am officially on. All right. Wait, but, uh, I kind of am too. Like I, I root for the Heat, but they look good. I, the Sixers yeah. look good. Like, no, I'll root but for also the heat. like the Heat look really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. First half. Four, 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 four. It. All right, let's I'm dive trying. into it though because it oh, was man. it was a, it was a thoroughly entertaining game. It was a really it good was, game. It was chippy. Guys were going at it. Here's uh, Joel Embiid talking about some of the issues that he was dealing with throughout the game and the type of force he's going to be throughout the rest of this series. It was annoying. Um, but I, that was uh, the only way I could play in this game is if I was going to wear the mask and put that in my face with, uh, with goggles. So, you know, I had to uh, adjust this, uh, stepped on it, and try to break it with his hands. Uh, man, but little uh, dude that knows that I have about 50 of them, so it's going to yeah. take much more than that to get me out of this series. And... Um, it's gonna be a nightmare for them too. Boom! <laughs> so he didn't love it. You know what I thought? I thought this is exactly what went through my mind when Justice Winslow stepped on the face mask. I was like, my boy Raja, I would have done that. I might have stepped on the face <laughs> Wait, mask. Wait, really? That was exactly yeah. what I thought. Yeah. No, I don't think I would have though. I. Yeah, you would have. In the moment, everybody nah. who is a Heat fan, and especially if you're on the court, like that's what you want to do. Step on his goggles. I would, but <laughs> I see, mean, here's the like, thing. I, I, if I was going to do it, I probably would have tried to do it a little more subtly. Right. Like he just went out there and stopped it, and then I think he was and then to tried to. I wasn't like that though. Mine. I don't know how to. Do, I would be as physical as I could with you. Like I, we, I would cross any line or or push any boundary physically. Um and I'd talk trash with you and stuff like that, but I wasn't into breaking guys' gear. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wasn't into... Like, I don't think it was, like, Well, planned. usually, it's, was, it's just such a weird dynamic, because usually there's not any gear to break, but because he's wearing these goggles, mask I wouldn't have done that. It's I not planned. You just see not it, and you're style. like, ooh, let me... Just Opportunity, <laughs> let's stomp the goggles. You guys know how I search your names on Twitter just to interact yeah. with fans <laughs> and maybe non-fans. This is a popular sentiment in the past couple of days. They're saying that Lance Stevenson is to LeBron James as Raja Bell is to Kobe Bryant. Your name is being wow. brought up a lot. Lot wow! In, in comparison, I'm relevant that. again. Thoughts? Yeah. Semi relevant. I like it. Um, I, that's cool. I mean, you're a better player than Lance. Lance is good. I mean, I was all right, but Lance is good, and I think that I would agree. Like, just there's some you can't argue with. Lance Stevenson gets under LeBron's skin. Like, no one's going to yeah. argue that Lance Stevenson is is going a LeBron stopper or is better than LeBron. But there is something about that dynamic that 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 irks LeBron more than everybody else that kind of plays him. And so I, I, I think there's something to that. I'm cool with that. 
So the Sixers, I mean, D-Wade in game two, you know, had the resurgence. Yeah. And what really bothered me was when Gabrielle Union sent out the tweet and like, this ain't resurgence, this ain't old D-Wade, this is what oh, he does I all the time. Tweet. I hated that tweet because she's wrong. <laughs> I don't know why. No, I like that she has her man. I'm I like so all that. Biased. But I thought she was completely wrong because he can't do that every single night. And he, he showed it last night. He can't go out there and have those types of performances. He's just, it's too old. His body can't handle it. He doesn't have it in his legs. Yeah, that, that <laughs> again, <laughs> like uh, for 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 wifey to come out and hold you down like that, pretty cool, right? Like pretty I, yeah, cool. I'm like cool social with that. media, well, I think that's yeah. what you're saying, right, Hannah? You love right. the yeah. fact that she had yes. her man's back, and that's dope. I feel like yeah. I'm taking so many L's in this but, conversation. But, like, but I, can't, <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> they're 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 not enough days in between playoff games. Yeah. For for someone with D Wade's injury history and age to be able to to bring that performance to the table every night. So it's not going to happen. Um, so the question for me with the heat would be like, do you selectively like rest him? Like if he has a performance like that in game two, do you intentionally scale him down in game three? Just scale him all the way back, knowing that you're going to need him for game four, because you to beat them, you have to have him perform like that to some degree. It doesn't have to be all the way up the charts like game two, but they don't have enough firepower to beat Philadelphia, Philadelphia. And it, you know, I don't know if you were going somewhere with the rest of the conversation with this, but like they made 18 threes in game one and game two, 130, yeah. 128. I mean, one games one and game three. Yeah. Um, in game two, they had a hundred and what two points was mm-hmm. it? It was 102, 113, something like that. Um, and I think they made nine threes or, or that is a range where the heat can compete in that 110 and down range. When right. you start giving them over 110 points a game, they are in big trouble. And that's with. D Wade, 110 points. You can beat them with D Wade having vintage D Wade numbers. If you're going to give them upwards of 110 points, it doesn't matter what D Wade does. It's right. a wrap. Right. So he only played 25 minutes. Maybe they were sort of trying to manage those minutes, but I'm, I, it's almost like he has to take a game off. Yeah, take a game off. Yeah, 25 minutes. Up, the you cold ruined up. him now for right. game four. Right. But exactly. who else like steps up when D Wade? No have one. That That's the problem. Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, he was so bad. They've mismanaged that completely. Yeah. That they've just screwed that all up. Well, you mean relationally? Relationship-wise, they have the screwed. They've screwed. Not just saying the coaches or the organization. Hassan's got something to do with it, but all parties involved have screwed that up to a point where you've invested all this time and all of this money in this player, and you are getting nothing out of him. You are getting passive-aggressive like mm-hmm. comments after games. This is dysfunction in in the most inopportune time. You've screwed it up. The Heat rarely do, but they screw this one up. All right, so let's look at the Sixers then, because they've looked awesome in the two games that they've won. Joel Embiid comes back. Is the, do you like them better than the Raptors? Do they, like how? Uh, what's the ceiling for this team? Um, it's high. Yeah. Like I, I look. I'm gonna be honest and say like I hadn't watched full games of the Sixers. You know, I view um, my NBA now with like what is it the uh, the NBA League Pass, yeah. like in bits and pieces. I'm I'm flipping around. I'm catching games, so I'm seeing snippets in time of, of each team. Watching them play, they've got a lot of players that can make plays. You know, Ersan Ilyasova and Marco Bellinelli, like coming from the Hawks, like, Jesus, the Hawks were that bad. Those two, they changed the dynamic for that Sixers team because they both create so much space with their ability to shoot the ball. Um, Saric is really, really good at, at different levels at the basket and from the three. I mean, they've got a bunch of really versatile players. J.J. Redick, um, Ben Simmons is LeBronish, but more point guardish than LeBron for me. Like, cause he doesn't really want to score. So he's more of a table setting, 6'10. And Embiid is phenomenal. 
you put all those pieces together that are really, really good offensively, and then you play a style that Brett Brown is playing where it's really fast, it's up-tempo, the court is spaced, the ball is moving, people are cutting with the purpose. It really does become impossible to guard. And I had every intention to come in here and tell you what the Heat could do defensively mm-hmm. to, to take that three ball away. I don't have the answer because it's moving so quick and there's so many quick situations where you have to make a decision as to whether you take away the layup or the three that, I mean, it's much easier said than done. So I think a lot of people thought that series going to be entertaining. I don't think it's going to be. I uh, think Philadelphia I was looks wrong. in pretty control. I yeah. think they're going to be able to uh, to move on to the next round pretty easily. Out west, there were a couple games last night. The Warriors beat the Spurs. No surprise there. They go up to 3-0. They do look like they flipped the switch, but I still don't feel like the Spurs, anybody really thought that was going to give them a tough test. Like I thought the way the standings worked out was perfect for the Warriors. Yeah. Now they can kind of get in that playoff mode versus a team that really, without Kawhi, can't put up much of a fight. Yeah, I – I agree with you. I think they're just kind of they're just kind of feeling their way into the playoffs. Like you're waiting Which is to get perfect for them. It's great, um, but I do think that the Spurs. And I've said this for years. The Spurs have had some success against them. Now they haven't won the games, but they've given you a glimpse into like what you need to be able to do to hurt Golden State, and that is punish them. You know, on the inside with Paul Gasol and Lamarcus Aldridge at times, it has worked. It's been productive. Um, the problem is not a lot of NBA teams are built to be able to do that to them, right? Because everyone's scaled down to kind of match them, which was so, I thought it was so stupid when every NBA team just said, Oh, shoot, we got to panic and we got to match up to Golden State. Are you like, that's what they do. You're not <laughs> going to be better at them than that. To go the opposite direction, just find bigs that are versatile enough where they can step out and shoot, but you need proficient back to the basket, beat you up inside players to beat Golden State. I don't know if anybody can do it at this point. All right, so the other game, uh, the Pelicans, control, completely in control. Like I, I think it wouldn't have been a surprise if the Pelicans would have won, but they are dominating Portland. They go up 3-0. How good are the Pelicans? Can they make some noise against Golden State round two? Because it looks like they're on this collision course. Um, I think that they could make more noise than people have given them credit for. They're, they're a scary team because they are also very long, um, especially at the guard position defensively. And so – the problem in that series for me would be Kevin Durant. Like, I think there's not really a true matchup for, for the Pelicans and Kevin Durant, one that I feel real comfortable about. The guards, like Clay Thompson and, and, um, and Steph Curry, I think with, with, uh, Rondo and, um, why am I getting all these names? It's like, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Like, they look just, they, they were swarming defensively last night. The energy was off the charts. They also play a very wide open offensive style that's kind of hard to guard, a la Golden State. Um, I think they can make it interesting, but I think Kevin Durant is the X factor there. But conversely, um, there's not a great matchup for AD. I know they're going to try to put uh, Draymond on him, but I think AD, you know, so that could get that could get interesting. Yeah. So the scary thing is that the Warriors might even be able to get better. That's what Draymond was saying after the game. I think we've been in a decent rhythm. I think there's still another level we can get to, and I have no doubt in my mind that we will get to that level. But with as bad as we were playing to kind of get to where we are now is pretty solid. And, you know, it's the first round. Uh, you kind of don't want to – if you can still win and not be clicking and peaking at that time, it's great. And he's right. Looks like they do can't bump it into another gear. All right, I got a hot take for you. Yep. You ready for this? Yeah. I don't think the Cavs advance. To what? The, <laughs> the next, next round? round? I think Indiana's going to bounce them. What? Uh, so here's my thinking. I'm not ready we to bail on that one We saw in game two when LeBron yeah. had 46, right? Yeah. He oh, bumps. Yeah. Like, he gets this epic performance, okay? They still almost lost yeah. the game. As great as he played. Like, I, 
yeah, he might be able to keep up this pace. He's not. He can't keep up that pace. But where is – and a lot of it comes in my lack of faith in their number two in Kevin Love, who left the game – Oh, Mr. Glass? <laughs> yes. Come he on, is a No, but he's all right. Ball. No, he's a good guy. But, like, you got to – like, in that position. So there was, like, four or five minutes left in the game when he sprains his thumb. And I know he's had issues with his thumb before. But it's a must-win game in the playoffs. You're down 1-0, and he takes himself out and doesn't go back in the game when you need your. And he goes out, and of course he gets the MRI, and it comes back negative. There was it was a pain issue. Like you Listen, have to play through that in that point in the in the season. Even if your thumb is broken <laughs> right, in that situation, playoffs. you finish that damn game. Right. If it's broken, maybe you're on the shelf for the rest of the series. But you put that one in the back. What was it like? Four minutes left in the yes. game. You put that in and the can the for your team. The Pacers were starting to kind of come back. I agree they with you. Mounting, they were mounting a little comeback. I that bothers me. I agree with you 100. percent Like, you, and whenever you talk about injuries, like kind of you know with the uh, the medical staff, yeah. or the doctors, you know, and you, you even talk to the media. Well, it's the regular season, so I'll come out. But if it was the playoffs, I could play. Right. Like that's the mindset you've had. Of, that was one of those questions where it is the playoffs. The season is on the line. So that's and it's not all on Kevin Love. But when I look at this roster and I look at Indiana's roster, when I look at the regular season, and there are only two games difference that separate them in the standings, I think Indiana's a better team. Well, Indiana is clearly the better team. I mean, so then why it, aren't you buying with me? Well, because LeBron, <laughs> right? Yeah, LeBron. LeBron is going to. I Can don't. He do that every game, though. He's not going to be able to do it enough to get him out of the East. I've changed my opinion on that. I don't see them getting out of the East. I do not think they're good enough as a team to get out of the East. I do think that they'll beat the Pacers, but not as easily as I had once forecasted. They beat the Pacers. Like I agree with you. The Pacers are a better team. I think the Pacers will mess around and maybe win tonight. Um, on their home court, but, uh, but then it's they got another it, one. It's that, ugly, but I'm still, I I'm still picking LeBron in a first round series. Um, has he ever lost a first round series ever? I don't think he has. Nah, but I'm with you, dude. You got to be scared if so you're. So it's not if, too hot, takey. It's not what that, like, that I think that Indiana's going to win the series. Like it's, it's not realistic. too hot. No, it's realistic, and and you've got to be concerned if you're if you're in the Cavs camp and LeBron puts up 46 and they're one three point shot away from tying the game. That team. Um, at the, at the all-star, or not the all-star break, but at the trade deadline, we talked about, you know, having guys come in there and they're much better suited to play their roles. Well, those roles aren't defined as of like yesterday when they played or two days ago. Those roles still don't appear to be defined. That's, that's a problem. All right. Just so you know, it's not a hot take. I did take the Pacers plus 250 to win the series. So okay. I don't just spew wow. stuff. I actually right. back it up. Let's do it. All right. Let's switch gears. All right. The NFL, huge news. The NFL released its schedule, oh. entire schedule. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of lame, but I get it. Some people really get into the schedules. Once you start looking at them, it is fun, but, man, it's a long way off. And what I can't stand is when people look at Week 12 matchups and say that's going to be a great game because seasons completely change. Teams fall apart. I Like, if you went back and looked at what people thought was going to be good games, they end up being atrocious. Yeah. And then games you thought are going to be dogs, they mm-hmm. actually end up being great games. There are a few that were kind of uh, – that jumped off the charts to me. Um, we got Brady playing Rodgers. The Packers are playing the Patriots. I love that matchup because you're going to see two of the best that Maybe. go at it. What's we'll get that? to that. Oh, God. Oh, no. oh, here we go. Devo keeping us in check with the Brady retirement speculation. The Colts-Patriots, that's one not for so much for the competitiveness of the matchup, but I do love the fact that uh, Josh McDaniels totally screwed over Indianapolis, right. and then he has to actually play them. The Eagles-Vikings matchup will be fun. Of course, Debo's going to be dialed in that one. It's the NFC Championship rematch. Um, we got the Saints-Vikings, that you know crazy finish where uh, the Vikings won in that last-second play. 
I don't know. I'm breaking down all these. You know what? I don't care. Yeah, I'm with you. So here's what. <laughs> As a player, no. Even as even when the NBA schedule would come out, and right. I was an NBA player, like I looked for two things: like where we were going to be on major holidays, yep. and if we were going to get to hang out like That's in Miami, bad. New York, Toronto, or LA for any longer because we had <laughs> yes. like a, like that was the only thing right. I cared about. So here was the things that I cared about: right, your bye week was always the one. Like what, when's go. my yeah. bye week? When's right. my vacation? And when you're going to play in prime time? Like was there a Monday night, Sunday night? No, nah, that's Thursday? true. Those like, games we wanted to know yeah, too. Yeah, Correct. so that was yes. it. Like it didn't anything else didn't this is matter. So funny yeah. to me because I was telling Danny before the show. My dad called me last night, like during the game and he was like hey the bill schedule's out <laughs> which games which games you want to go to now, see if you're a fan like is your dad hardcore my where dad he might travel to watch a bills game oh. on the road oh so yes. then i think that's interesting like if you're looking to yeah. set up your schedule to watch but, where like, you're gonna watch i was games. like dad i'm sorry like i i gotta watch this game he's like are right, you which hockey game are you watching i was like dad i can't <laughs> I'm not watching that. all right so debo alluded to oh also week 15 patriot Steelers. i know it's week 15 Sweet. but that does feel like it could be an early playoff and game. the all week right. one lines already out. Are they really? For your purposes. Oh, yeah. yeah I like that. How's that even possible? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And the, the draft hasn't even happened. Yeah. The yeah. Like, you are still the... forming. All right. Debo alluded to it. This actually happened the other day. I was doing our CBS Sports HQ show, and they came in with a breaking news, yeah. right? Because Adam Schefter of ESPN reports that Tom Brady hasn't committed to playing in 2018. Wow, wow. It's, this really kind of is annoying, this whole story, because I feel like it's so made up. I do feel like there's a little bit of smoke, but I don't think it's a it's about Tom Brady playing or not. I think it's more about a power struggle within the Patriots. Mm-hmm. That's what I think this is more about. Do I think he's playing? Of course I think he's playing. The guy loves football. Can you imagine right. if he just didn't play? See, now you're doing it. Yeah. Now you're falling, I know. <laughs> but I'm like just you're saying, falling like, victim this, to this no, exactly this to what me we want is, you to do. Is such a dumb story. Like It's not worth talking about. But you just but said also, it. Yeah. Can you imagine if he was just like, hey, guys, I'm out. We'd, be, we'd all sh- be shocked. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh my god, it'd be so much fun. Yeah, if he it was would, out of the league. It I mean, would you'd totally never screw up the AFC East. Like everybody else would be doing jumping jacks. Like, are you kidding me? They're doing cartwheels. Maybe. Yeah, the Bills would all of a sudden be there. <laughs> but it is. It's 2018. This is kind of how we do things. We come up with stuff. We start generating. Then we toss around the idea. What if it actually happened? Yeah. The one th- other thing I think that does matter. Does he? Does this impact the Patriots draft strategy? Yeah. I think it has to. I think they're already in a position where they have to start making a plan. Right. I don't think that Tom Brady necessarily the 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 revelation that he's getting older to them like is is something like that he may not play next year is prompting them. But they need right. Well, giving up on Jimmy Garoppolo and and sending them out to San Francisco, you have to start planning for the inevitability. Two quarterbacks. Yeah, Jacoby Jacoby Brissett. Right. And and Jimmy Garoppolo. You have to start planning for that. So you know, I don't know that they go number one because they have a history of. Like they'll find a quarterback right. somewhere else, but but I think they have to start making a backup plan right now. Do you think if I broke news right here on our podcast that it would get the type of traction that Adam Schefter did? Probably not. Break it. I'm, I'm gonna break it right now. So Drew Brees. We need some music for this. Drew though. Brees, Philip Rivers, Andy Dalton, all three of them. They have not officially announced that they are committed to play in 2018. Oh. They haven't made the announcement, Uh-oh. so I, it could Uh-oh. be up there. I, what so we could have four quarterbacks. What does it mean? We could have four. They all like... haven't officially committed. Wow, that's how dumb I think. It is. Danny, have, <laughs> you, yeah, no, you're right. have you committed to not playing in 2018? No, right. so it's still up for I mean, grabs. Yeah. Come back, come back season. Yeah, Through that. let's load some video of me working out like uh, your boy Raja, but putting out but, an IG video on real talk. Like, what do you think he's hoping to achieve? Like, you're talking about power, the power so, struggle there, I, and you know it. It started to uh, leak to the media last year with the TB12. What's Alex Guerrero I, yes. and I and thought, all of that? I think that was 
Malcolm Butler and, and the, the Malcolm Butler thing I've, is in the locker room. I think some of the players are upset about that. You don't think Tom's upset about that? He threw for I'll, 500 yards in the in the. I don't think he's bothered as much by that as Alex Guerrero thinks. So because this is his, it's not only his body coach, his nutrition coach, all this whatever. It's also one of his best friends, right? And the fact that Belichick kicked him out of the locker room, wouldn't let him have the access that he had given him. I think Brady's looking at Belichick now, like. Dude, I'm one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. I should get a little special treatment. And the fact that he got that strip from him, I think caused a very real And rip. Tom's been a good, like, Tom has been a, a Patriots way kind yes. of guy, he's right? Been, he's been the guy that's taken the marching orders from Belichick, not only taking them for himself, yeah. but he's also sent that message to the locker he's room. He's disseminated it. Right. And I think the fact that you're hearing all of these, like, Gronk is speculating. Then you have all these players who leave. Danny Amendola is coming out talking about how it's not fun. Right. I think all of that is the fact that Tom Brady, that he's, that Belichick has lost his all out, undevoted support. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's, that's a, a big very thing. Real issue. That's a big thing. I think yeah. so too. Uh, all right. So we got a, you have to see it segment. So you have to check this out at Canel and Bell on Twitter. Speaking of Bill Belichick. He was actually at a BU lacrosse game. Word, those terriers. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he was at, oh, where his daughter's the head coach, and he had his little dog, and it was wearing a cutoff hoodie, just like he wears. This is like a Hannah store, I feel like. I mean, (laughs) first of all, the fact that you just said that, I don't, I, I wouldn't have, I do have a miniature wiener dog, but I don't, I wouldn't put it in an outfit. No effing way would I ever put it in an outfit. Especially one that matches. It is kind of funny though. It is kind of, I I actually think this shows a side of Bill Belichick that maybe we never didn't know existed. What if this is like, what if he's one of those guys that has his dog in a stroller? There's a lady that walks around my neighborhood and I always am like, oh, let's peek in, see the baby. And there's a freaking dog. No, those people are the worst. It's the worst. Yeah, so Belichick's a weird Belichick's Yeah. All right, let's, uh, so there's another one. All right, you have to hear this. All right. Uh, so Brian Price, uh, manager for the Reds, it's been a pretty atrocious, um, tenure. He's already fired this early in the season, but in remembrance, I think we should go back and revisit a, uh, a presser that he had. All right. That was, uh, I think Raja would actually like this. Yeah, one. Enjoy let's it. have a listen. Uh oh. I've been as candid as I can be about this team and our players, and we got to deal with this. Every team that we play has to know every guy that's here and what they can and can't do. Me. It's a disgrace. All right. That so he went on for what? Two, awesome. two minutes. Two minutes and ten seconds. He went on about that. Seventy-seven f bombs in that tirade from 2015. Obviously, the message didn't get through to the players. All right. Let's do some take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. All right, Raja, are you taking this or leaving this? The Thunder will continue to struggle to close out games. Take, take it. Really? Take it. Playoff P? Playoff. I like playoff P, obviously. Uh, he's dope and so is Russ, but the chemistry can be off there at times. Sometimes it looks really good. Sometimes it doesn't look great. Um, and typically in more stressful situations, uh, the, 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 it, does that fall on Russell? Russell Russell? Well, yeah, it falls on Russ, but it also falls on the coaching ultimately because Russ is there to do his job. And I mean, he's great, but you have to have a strong enough pimp hand, if you will, to make sure that down the stretch, everyone understands their roles. They're clearly defined and they know what you're going to get into offensively. And I don't think that's the case all the time. Um, when things get stressful there in Oklahoma City, so they'll continue to struggle down the stretch. I'm going to leave it. You know why? Leave it. Talk to me. Because I, and when I, it's got to be like in context. I don't think they're going to go zero for fourteen with only two points in the fourth quarter. Like I think they'll struggle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's my hopes anyway. Yes. So another side note, but gambling uh, with my gambling problem that I have, 
I uh, I actually took a flyer on the OKC to win it all, fifty to one odds. Oh wow! But I mean, I, that's not a that's, prediction. That's yeah, a, that's, that's kind a, of a so wasted money. I, I was you. playing with house money from some of the Patrick Reed winnings from the Masters. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, by the way, has been insane. Fifty-five points for the first two games. Most impressive start, uh, best start since Michael Jordan. Utah's a very hard place to win. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the other secret thing about this is that Utah was completely underrated in, yeah. this, in this postseason. All right, next up, take it or leave it. The stage. Has gotten to Carl Anthony Towns. Take it or leave it. Take it. Take, it's in his head a little bit, I think. Take it. Um, but, but he's shooting bad shots. I mean, he's six, what is he, seven feet? Seven one? Six he's eleven. Up, yeah. Seven foot. And, and, and they're running, and again, some of this falls on the coach, but they're running plays to spring him for jump shots at the three point line in the corner. All the Rockets have done is, is switch everything. So you've got a mismatch. I talked about this, dude. Get to the basket. Get him on the block. Get get your shot selection more going to the rim as opposed to going away from the rim. Get some easy, you know, buckets. Get to the free throw line. Find a rhythm that way. Don't rely on like making threes and eighteen foot jump shots to 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 get yourself going. It's a bad it's a bad formula for for someone who's already clearly in his own head. Get him at the basket. So do you think it's a stage issue because it's the playoffs or do you think it's a bigger picture Carl Anthony Towns is a little overrated? Because there was a time when there was a conversation that it was Anthony Davis and Carl Anthony Towns, yeah. and it was these were the two guys that if you were building a franchise around, they were the future of the NBA. And I feel like Anthony Davis, when he's been healthy, has lived up to those expectations, and Carl Anthony Towns has not. We had the if, pre-show convo the other day. Yeah. And beat her cat. And beat her I got cat. mad at you. <laughs> oh, so you I said cat the other day. I said cat the other day. In terms, look, I, aesthetically, like to my eye, I like his game better. Like he's a big – but he's got holes in his game. And I was watching Charles and them the other night, and, and Charles Barkley was talking about it. Like, he's got holes in his offensive game. And a lot of these bigs now, I'm having this argument with one of the kids on my team, his dad. His dad is 6'10". He played with me in college. Um, and his son is going to be a really big guy. The mom is six one. Kid's going to be huge. And all the kid wants to do is shoot threes. Eight feet. <laughs> all, yeah. But all he wants to do is shoot threes. And if you're a big... Yeah, I know the game has trended and you have to be able to handle the ball and shoot threes, but you must be proficient around the basket. You have to have a, 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 an, an ability to get on that block on a mismatch situation and, and be able to go to some moves. You have to have a repertoire of moves down there. Then once that's established, then I believe you can go out and start exploring your ability to shoot and ball handle and stuff like that. And I think Carl Anthony Towns is missing that part of his game. He does not look adept down there on the block. He looks like he's uncomfortable. He just wants to face up and shoot threes. And when that's not working, you got nothing else to go to. All right. Uh, next up. Take it or leave it. Saquon Barkley, Sports Illustrated cover boy, will become the face of the NFL. Take it or leave it. Leave that. Leave it. Ooh, he joined really? uh, Rock Nation Sports uh, of Jay-Z fame. Yeah. Uh, I I think when you say face of the NFL... Like when was I, the last time a running back was the face of the NFL, Danny? Well, I think Ezekiel Elliott was close. Adrian Peterson's been close, but I would say never. Like yes. That's always going to be a quarterback. I think he could be as good as Ezekiel Elliott. He could be Todd Gurley. He could be Leonard Fournette, like a great NFL running right. back, but I don't think he's going to be the face of the NFL by I'm going to ask, means. when was the last time a running back was the face of the NFL? That's a good question. OJ? <laughs> it might have been How'd that Eric turn Dickerson. Out like, no, I mean it's no, weird. You're right. E even even, even when Eric Dis Eric Dickerson played, bless you, was he the face of the did NFL? Did you realize that I didn't realize I did a thing with him for uh, I was out in LA with FS1 and we yeah. did a segment together and we were talking about MVP voting and it was when Todd Gurley was up for it. 
when he had his record-setting season, when it was 2,000-whatever rush yards, he didn't win MVP. Like, I, I had no idea, and he said that. I'm like, wait, you're, uh, are you serious? And right. he said, yeah, somebody else had won it. I think it was Marino when he had this because it was a quarterback. Correct. And he had set the record for NFL rushing yards in a season. Uh, Who's the face of the NFL? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Who is it if Brady – They'll make it into Carson Wentz. They'll make it into – Jared Goff, they'll make it into That's all NFL-driven, like, right? I yeah. feel like the NFL makes their own. Like, now, I will say, like, that you can be, like, a top five. Like, Odell Beckham, I think, for a minute there, was becoming the face of the NFL. But it's still always going to be quarterback-driven. Yeah, That's going, who's going yes. to get the money. That's who's going to get the endorsements. Side note, if you – because Baker Mayfield also was on the uh, Sports Illustrated cover. And I saw him, my initial reaction, he had his shirt off. He looked – so dumb. Well, he like looks on a scale of douchey. one to absolutely. <laughs> no, he looks like a douche. I love Baker Mayfield, but he needs to leave. The, he needs to leave the bandana at home. Yeah, like, what and it's got the that? long. It's like the Karate like, Kid version. Yeah. But then he had his shirt off, yes. and he's in the picture. And so the first time I saw it, I was like, "Oh, that's a horrible look." But then I saw Saquon Barkley's, and it's the same deal. Like they, I, I think it was like the theme, like to have your shirt off. Which I don't know. I probably would have said, uh, "I'm keeping my shirt on." I'm, I'm cool. You would like, like, no, you would, no. You'd be like, I'm you cool got a on that. Six pack, like, like yeah, then no, you're shredded. I but I, I just didn't love the look. I have to look at Saquon Barkley's cover. I don't. Uh... This is exa- almost exactly the same. Like they had him do the exact same thing. All right, we could break down the uh, six packs of Saquon Barkley. Oh, I mean, Saquon post- Barkley just looks way better. He looks like well, yeah, more he's intimidating. Chiseled. He's no, chiseled. I'm just saying that Baker Mayfield looked like he was about to go play like Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yes, <it's> because <laughs> of the bandana. <laughs> he like, needs to lose the bandana. I don't. And when he's 50, uh, he's going to have bad dad bod. Like when he's yeah, 50, yeah. He, I can it, already see the yeah. dad bod coming in hot. <laughs> All right. little sidetrack. But next up. <laughs> Take it or leave it. The Knicks are going about their coaching search the wrong way. Take it or leave it. Because they have uh, – they're now interviewing Kenny Smith. He's on TV. Hey, why not bring him in? They bring Mark Jackson back around. Uh, they've been Mike Woodson already coached there. Uh, David Fisdale set to interview David Blatt. Hey, why not? He coached the Cavs for a minute. I don't see any innovation. I see retreads. I think it's going to be a disaster. The NBA is a retread league. It, I mean, <laughs> all that's, leagues that's are. What, I mean, they all are, and that drives me nuts. Like, look. I got. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Like I thought the 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 uh, the Rams by bringing in Sean McVay. I thought like was that was totally outside the box because he was young and they weren't afraid of it and they just yeah. kind of found this guy. Why don't more teams take that approach? Because yeah, like the Brad safe. Stevens. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I agree. I don't know that they're going about it wrong. I would go after Jay Wright. Well, has he's been? He hasn't been in for an interview. They I don't think it. he's been in for an interview because he won't give him. Like I think he won't, he's well, cool with Melvin. He's like, that's I'm good. on that's on him, right? Like, right. They can't really force his hand on that. But John Gruden always said, "I'm good in the broadcast booth until the Raiders backed up 100 mil and said, come be our coach.' Like if I had to, if you make me." Take take it or leave More it. Fizdale? It's got the nick. It's the nick, so I'm gonna leave it because <laughs> leave most it. of the things they do. Who would you hire? Um, I would go of that group. I'd probably go David Fisdale. What Could about Blatt be successful again? You worked with him in Cleveland. Yeah, I think David Blatt. I think you have the right type of players for David Blatt. Now you've got you know a European star who's who's used to that European style that David Blatt wants to play, and they're young enough to where some of the things. What's, here's the problem in, in Cleveland. Some of the things that David Blatt wanted to do were a little foreign to the NBA game. And some of the vets, we had a lot of vets. You get comfortable doing like the stat, the norm, the status quo, right? And so when somebody comes in with these new ideas that they use in Europe, you're like, man, get the hell out of here with that. And so it was met with a little resistance from some of our guys. I don't think he'll have that problem in New York because it's a younger roster. So David Blatt could be a name. Um, 
That'd be, I mean, David, you'd be just cashing chips in right, and right. You're still <laughs> exactly. getting paid from the Cavs. I mean, and the, they're still and paying the a lot of people. The, yeah, right. <laughs> the, the Knicks are. Uh, we got a new segment. Use yeah. your head. So this is where Major League Baseball needs to use a little common okay. sense, right? Because they have struggled. They've fallen behind behind the NFL, behind uh, the NBA as far as popularity uh, in America. So they have a policy, a social media policy that is really antiquated and it's out of touch. So they had um, a, an account. This is at Pitching Ninja, and I actually saw this video. Um, they had Noah Syndergaard, like, and they had this gif of him throwing these pitches, and it was like insane. It was yeah. like a ten second video, and they actually MLB had the account sh- uh, suspended by Twitter for putting out this illegal video. I don't understand why what the win is there, like for Major League Baseball. This account had 50,000 followers. It went viral. People got upset at Major League Baseball. It also sparked a war between Pitching Ninja and some barstool dudes, which was kind of funny uh, because all of them steal videos and put right. them out there. But it just seems so out of touch for Major League Baseball. It's, just, it's, it's 2018. Let people steal your video. Right. And because any exposure is good exposure. Now, if people are watching Noah Syndergaard throw these filthy pitches, maybe they'll tune in to watch maybe. a pitch. It's right? a way for 15-year-olds to actually see baseball. Yes, exactly. Does, doesn't the NFL have that rule in place, too? You can't tweet their – they're, they they're, did. Last, there was a couple things where they got really sticky about it, and they're they're. I could see the NFL doing the something NFL. Like I'm this. pretty sure the NFL has a similar, but the NBA, like on the flip side of that, is cool with it. Like the whatever, NBA, yeah, it's whatever, and that's why they've tapped into like House of you know, Yeah, that's why. That's why all these kids yeah. love the NBA, man. Right. Like it's it's like it's a silly thing. Yeah. Oh well. All right, Hannah, what you got for us? <laughs> All right, so while the MLB isn't great at social media, the NHL is definitely trending upwards. They put out this hysterical video. I don't know if you guys saw it. We might have a new hockey analyst for the show. Snoop Dogg was explaining some (laughs) hockey terminology, and this is gold. Let's talk about stoned. Well, stoned is when a goalie makes a great save. What did you think I meant? Now that you're fully burst in hockey talk, I want to see you fire a clapper inside the pipe and show me that sound. You got it? This is Snoop, a.k.a. Dog Cherry, the greater one, reporting live from Hockey 101. <laughs> it sounds like he knows about as much hockey as we do. Yeah, yeah. I learned something new, though. inside netting? I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think I stole that from soccer, like upper 90s side netting. That's sweet. All right, let's do some picks and props. Picks and props. We got a bunch of sports to cover here today. These are all just made up props. We're going to start. The cost of the tractor stolen from Scotty Pippen's Arkansas farm or the amount of money that MJ lost at the blackjack tables last night. Ooh, how much? He had a lot of tractors stolen, right? Like it wasn't $50,000. Oh, that's like two hands of blackjack for MJ. (laughs) So I'm going to say MJ. Yeah, I'm going to go MJ too. Unless he went, well, no, I'm going to go the tra- the, the tractor. I think MJ won. Tractors. Oh, you're saying MJ, MJ, MJ was a winner. MJ won. Is anyone else concerned with this tractor? So, like, how did they steal the tractors? And you know, tra- like, is, is it, it they, is that confirmed that there were fifty thousand worth of tractors? That's what it's some said. of those tractors are really expensive. Jerry Sloan's got an extensive. Where he had one like tractor collection, like worth yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. NHL updated Stanley Cup value bet. Who you got? I'm gonna go. <laughs> so I like I like the long shots, so I'm gonna go the Penguins plus six fifty. See, <laughs> it's not too series? long. They're <laughs> up three one right now. All right, I was gonna take the Penguins too, but um, the Preds. I'm gonna take my Golden Knights 
Yeah. Roll with them. Yeah, I want to roll with them. Why not? You realize, like, when we talk hockey, like, oh my the only team you ever say is the Penguins, <laughs> and the good. only team I ever say is the Golden <laughs> That's my go-to. And I only I ever do say it. Lightning. I, I never like said this on the show. Remember you said, do people or our listeners care about hockey? Yeah. I tweeted it out. 53% of people said they would like to hear hockey talk on the show. Yeah. Really? Hey. Well, how about that Caps uh, – the blue Tied up. What's the, what you said? That guy, he was stoning people. Blue, blue jackets. jackets. Bam. Yeah. What? All of those overtime games. I Whoa, they're exciting. Doesn't Popeye, so long. Uh, Popeye Jones has a son on the, uh, on the, uh, blue, blue light, blue jackets, right? Yeah, he's great yeah. in that. Yeah, Seth. Is it shift. Seth? Is it Seth Jones? Yeah. yeah. He's big in the line shit. Why don't He's we do some research <laughs> this weekend and on Monday we're we'll getting come that. back. No, here's the thing. I can't really even fake topic. it. I can't even fake it. We're I got a guy topic. who knows hockey really well. My, my, my I listen, real talk. My brother, my, I mean, my brother-in-law, Mike Korzenko, he lives up in New York and he listened to the pod a few times. Get him and he down. asked me straight up, like, you guys talk hockey? And I was like, nah, he See, loves He probably doesn't hockey. listen to the pod anymore because we don't, Islanders we don't talk hockey. Rangers fan. Huh? Rangers fan, Islanders. Islanders fan, yeah. I think. Because he's, he's a Mets. He's a Mets. Yeah, he's oh, a yeah. Mets. I think Jets. Uh, yeah, I don't Yeah, like so him. he's baseball hockey. I feel like if you're a big baseball fan, then you're typically a hockey fan when you're in the Northeast. No? Am I? Maybe. I Northeast. Totally like, maybe not in South Florida. I think, but. North, I think it's regional. It's regional. Yeah. Where you live. Yeah, it, like, because my dad, growing up in Buffalo, is like diehard hockey and NFL. Hockey and NFL. Okay, I got you. True that. All right, we talked about the MLB kind of growing the sport. The other day, Anthony Rizzo, Cubs first baseman, said he'd like to see the regular season cut down a little bit. So I'm saying in five years, are we going to have over or under 154 and a half regular season games? Right now, there's 162. It ain't happening. The number that's been talked about to cut back would be 154. But it ain't happening. You cut eight games? They would all take pay cuts. Yeah, because they want to have – well, first of all, they have all these games that were like snowed out because they yeah. start too early. So they were talking about either – Backing up the season or having off days dispersed through the season, it's not going to happen. It's a, it, because of the money. Now he said he would take less money, but there's no way the union's going to yeah, say, "Yeah, make yeah we'll 50 take less." Million. Right. Um, but <laughs> like, what do you tell the guys making the minimum? But eight games. What does that effectively achieve? What's that? A week and a half? It's like ten days worth of work. I mean, yeah. they play every damn day, right? Yeah, I think they should. Like, if I was if I was commissioner of baseball, I'd cut it to like twenty. I would go one forty two. Yeah, just cut, cut it, twenty cut games it. off. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, this year's is a bad year weather wise. Right. So I feel like it's just a loose situation this year. There's no way around baseball it, but... though. They're such hardcore stat geeks. Like, and it's such a statistically such driven a sport game. that they're not going to mess with the record books. Danny, let's talk spring games. Uh, yeah, Debo's off to the Penn State spring game. What's up? Who wins more regular season games in 2018? Georgia minus one versus Penn State. Ooh, oh, okay. I didn't see that one. Uh, I'm going to say Georgia. Georgia, to me, looks more complete. Although Penn State, they had a pretty good year last year. McSorley's gone, right? No, Barkley's, he's back. But Barkley's gone. Yeah. He's a big loader there. I'm going to say Georgia. I think it's pretty easy. I like what? Trace McSorley, though, for a dark horse uh, Heisman candidate. Because without he's Saquon. like one of the top two favorites right now. Oh, he's top two. Then yeah. so forget dark horse. Put him in the driver's seat. Blank and shit, bro. <laughs> I'm guy. going with Blanco. Blanco. Nice. Going with Blanco. That's right. Yeah. I'm going with Jordan. <laughs> Rodrigo. Yeah, Rodrigo, Blanco, Blank and shit. Are you, are you, what are you taking? You're the Penn State guy. Georgia. Yeah. yeah. You have more faith in them. They got yeah. a young team. They're going to be back. Uh, who wins more Plus, games? Their schedule is easier. Yeah. In 2018, so we got UCLA or Nebraska, both with new head coaches, Chip Kelly with the Bruins, Scott Frost with the Cornhuskers. Uh, this is easy. It's going to be UCLA with Chip Kelly. And I like Scott Frost a lot, but playing in a tougher conference, uh, and Chip Kelly was already there. He's already closer to winning. I think Nebraska long-term with Scott Frost will be fine. I just think it's going to be a process. 
Yeah, his 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 stuff looks kind of specific to to like players need to kind of specifically be tailor made to kind of what he does, right? Mm-hmm. I would say the same for Chip Kelly. I don't know either one of the conferences. I'll go with you guys, UCLA. So some Bama talk now. Um, a couple news items this week. Minka Fitzpatrick is going to be drafted next week. Uh, he came out and said that we would whoop UCF if we had played Man, them last year. Man, get out year. of here with that talk. <laughs> they would have dogged play UCF, bro. They would they not. Auburn UCF. said the same thing. Well, Auburn whooped. Uh, they got. They whooped Alabama. Auburn would have. What happened to Auburn? UCF. Your, your Iron they, Bowl. I mean, Alabama would have. Bull crap. All right. Alabama. So yesterday it came out. Jalen Hurts' father, his son, in a quarterback competition at Alabama. He said his son, if he doesn't win, will probably transfer. So the prop here. Alabama margin of victory over UCF in this hypothetical game. I'm going to go minus 17 and a half <laughs> versus the games that Jalen Hurts Hurt. plays the rest of his tied career. I think Jalen Hurts is done at Alabama. I what? didn't think I thought really? he would stick around and you maybe play another Tua's position. Gonna... I do. I think Tua is going to is a better quarterback. There was already a lot of rumblings that he was going to yeah. play earlier last season. He comes in, wins him a national championship. Like it's almost a no-win situation for Jalen Hurts. So that's a zero. A tremendous... So Bama would have to win by eighteen. Dang, that's I'm taking the, that all day long. UCF. Yeah, all day long. Jalen Hurts yeah. to me, he I have nothing but respect for him. The way he handled himself in the championship game. Love the way he did it. I don't want to see him transfer unless Why? he just wants to play college quarterback. If he just quarterback. wants to play college oh, quarterback. Oh, we've had now this, he, if we've he's, had this if discussion. If he's leaving because he thinks it's going to get him to the NFL, I think that's a mistake. If yeah. he right. just wants to play and says, hey, I just want to play quarterback, then go. But right. if you want to get to the NFL, your best chance is probably staying at Bama and playing another position and developing on a team where you can win championships. <sighs> it's a tough decision, though, for uh, him. Yeah, like, that's I, tough. It's going to be a, it's going to be, like a decision that impacts his life in a great I, way, and it's not an easy one. I transferred um, because not the same situation. They didn't recruit over me, but it was clear that I was never going to get an opportunity to do the things that I thought I needed to be able to do, so I made the decision to leave Boston University, um, and it was the best decision I made. Like uh, When you left BU, did you in your mind, I were you thinking, no, I want to get to the NBA, no. and the way to get to the NBA is go to FIU? No, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't a blue-chip type of player. I was just, I realized that the writing was on the wall in terms of what they were going to let me do in Boston, and I was better than that. And so um, I made the decision to leave, and it worked out for me. Uh, I, I, you know, it's a tough situation. Yeah. I would, I would support him leaving though if he, if he wanted to leave. Now I, I understand what you're, what, what you're saying in terms of, you know, develop another position if it's NFL bound. But like, if you just want to be a good, have a good college career and enjoy it, yeah, and play the position you want to play, bounce. If you want to learn about Raj's life, tease that podcast you were on again because you kind of went walked through your entire life story on that. Oh one. yeah, we sat out. Keeping Hundo. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's my boy Matty Hundo. It's called Keeping It a Hundo with uh one of my good friends, Matty uh, Baricelli, and it's uh it's pretty cool. He's got some. Di- he's got a bunch of different guests. He interviews a bunch of uh like people with these you know cool stories to listen to, and I was one of them. So Keeping It a Hundo podcast. I feel like I've gotten to know you pretty well, but I learned things in that <laughs> yeah, did you? that I that yeah, I did not know before. Cool couple more picks and props. So we move to the NFL, the draft next week. So before or after 10 a.m. on draft day that the Browns' number one overall pick leaks, GM John Dorsey saying he's not even telling owner Jimmy Haslam until the night before who he wants to pick. I think it doesn't come out until they find it, until they make it. Like I, I think it'll be like 10 minutes maybe. Like It might come oh, out an hour. Oh, up until 7 before. o'clock. Yeah, I think it's going to be last minute. I really do, I really feel, and I think there's some indecision. Like, I don't no know if they have their bombs or No, anything like that. I don't think so. I agree. Regu- and I kind of hope it stays that way. Like I'll like I'll be more intrigued if we really don't know. Yeah, same. I agree. We talked about the Brady story, non-story. 
Regular season games, he plays the rest of his career over under 16 and a half. So this would mean he would have to play all of next year and into the following season. Well, you didn't, or playoffs. No, regular season games. Oh, okay, regular season. Uh, I'll say over. I think he's got two yeah, years I in say him. Over. I'm going over with him. I wouldn't put money on it though. I think he could do a, if they won the Super Bowl, I think he might ride off into the sunset. I'm so excited for him oh. to ride off into the sunset. <laughs> You're ready for <laughs> that moment to happen. Win or lose, you don't care. You're just like ride off. I, I would like it if like his bounce. last game was his <laughs> yeah, last <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Danny, do you remember our first podcast in 2018? You, you issued some of your resolutions. Do you remember some of the things you said? Because I, I don't. I don't. You what said you were going to read more. Oh, yeah. Read more books. Yeah. How, how's that going? You said yeah. that. We'll see. This, <laughs> this crop. Like something everybody's um, to read more Coming books after, it came out that Michael Bennett, now an Eagle, but former Seahawks, said last year he would read books in Seattle team meetings <laughs> because he had heard everything that Pete Carroll had said before. So the prop here, Man, books you have book. read in 2018 versus books Michael Bennett read in Seahawks teams meet. Team meetings. He's got me. He's got me. I, that is a, why <laughs> is that would a goose you come egg? out and say that now? Yeah, it's a goose egg for me. I, yeah, that's why awful. Would you come I need to say that. Like that's just kind of disrespectful. It's a terrible like, it, like, and I don't know. It's just I don't know. I used to read in high school in classes I specifically hated, and I like wanted the teacher to see. Oh, you like have the book attention. up in your in their face. You weren't hiding it behind no, like I a textbook. No, I would have my textbook. Yeah, no, I would put it. I would put like the novel in my textbook. Oh, okay. So they most just see guys the textbook. I got you. Sleep in meetings. I just sleep. Right. Like in class and meetings. Like I'm just sleeping other books reading puts me to sleep that's my biggest you know what they started to do like when i when i went to cleveland and i sat in and i sat in a film session you have to stand up no but they started making the stadium seat or the 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 theater seating so erect and uncomfortable (laughs) that you could guys don't sleep because it's so uncomfortable Well, that's what would happen every time if there was a team meeting and a guy started nodding off they would make him stand up and that was like humiliating yeah the guy sitting there like oh (laughs) standing in front of the whole room i'll hook you up with some books though you need some thrillers all right good it's summertime coming up like vacation time Let's do it. <laughs> Hannah, not to remind you, but the heat loss yesterday, still a big day for you because Kanye back on Twitter yeah. and he's releasing not one, but two albums, a joint album with Kid Cudi. Raja, I'll let you talk, Anna. But Raja, this prop for you. What's higher? The number of hours you intentionally listen to Kanye's new album or the number of Heisman trophies that Reggie Bush has? Yeah, I mean, that's about where well, Reggie actually has. Heisman's. They've been stir- that they've he been owns st- in his he, house. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Did he have to? Or is it a back? push? That's a push because there's no chance I'm listening to kick. No, I, not not even a chance. I will I will listen to it one time. It's I will a, give wait, it. He's I will give it an hour. With him? He's releasing one by himself, one solo album, and then the following week, joint album. See, I like Kid Cudi, so I might listen to that one. I like Kanye's music sometimes too. Yeah, I just don't it's love so Kanye. Hit or miss. Wait, I don't. I, don't, love, I, don't, I'll, yeah. I will wait not for it. listen to wait for it. Top to bottom. Wait for it. I love Kanye. Like, I like love it? Love it? Kanye. No, no, no. Like, I love his music. It's too weird. His mu- Life of Pablo is was one of the best oh, albums of oh, my life. life oh, no, I'm not Pablo. kidding. No, you guys, that thing was I, so overrated. Wait, I still listen to that album from start to finish on my runs. Some of his I'm early stuff I got so down with. Good. Yes. And then he just, like, went, like, I'm so excited. Also, I have to crazy say. Crazy artist. I saw him live in 2005, a long, long time ago. Yeah. He was one of the better live performers I've ever seen because right. you could actually understand everything he was saying. Rappers I are I saw him live, live at the AAA just recently for the Life of Pablo tour when he had that floating stage. And yes. I felt like I was at church. Like, my arms were up the whole time. <laughs> I, and not, I'm not saying that disrespectfully. Minus just like, the F-bombs. 
just, I just, you know, I knew all the words to life, Pablo. I was like really in my setting. Like I, I had like my eyes closed at times. Like I was just like living in the moment. Um, really quickly though, I have to say, J. Cole dropped an album today. It's fire. You guys have to listen to it. You listen to it? How do you know already? J. Cole. How do you know already? If he dropped it today. What does J. Cole sing? What is J. Cole saying? I'm yeah. with Raja. What is you don't J. know Cole? J. Cole? I'm sure I know him, but what is My he? My favorite song by J. Cole is Neighbors. Actually. How's it go? Or the other one. What's the other one? His, um. Wake up your neighbors. Oh my God. <laughs> that's, a, that's pretty sure that's not it. Oh my God. Wait, you guys don't know J. Cole? That's I'm sure we would. No, we would not. Know, I, but we're not allowed to know Peace, Uncle Phil. Yes. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to keep yeah. going. Nah, somebody give me a sing little. Come on, yeah, somebody come on, give me a somebody little. sing it. I already gave you a little piece. All right. <laughs> um, also, I ha- because you mentioned the heat, I have to say trust the process on the podcast. So trust the process. Oh, yeah. Trust That's the not process. organic. That's not. <laughs> right. I lost a bet. You lost All a right. bet. Trust the process. <laughs> process looking good, baby. Five-star Q&A. All right. Our man, legend, CB Morning. He is dying oh. to know what Raja is. I still didn't do it. Hey, why don't we do this? Why don't you guys fire shots at me? Like, fire okay. names, and I'll say yes or All no. All right, but Let's just go. in case people don't know what we're talking about, these are the top five public figures that Raja Holly Berry. could date. Yes. I'm a Halle Berry fan. Um, I'm in. Mila Kunis. I like Mila Kunis, yeah. She's the best. Yeah. Um, uh, Gabrielle Union. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird that's, one. That's weird. Yeah, that's that weird. One. No. Um, Okay, wait. So, so you like who, who did you say? You, oh, Halle Berry. He said Halle. You what said about, Mila. Like, Kim Kardashian. No, no, no. All day, no. Out. Beyonce. Really? Any Kardashian. Out. Larsa Pippen. No. Larsa. Back to back to Scotty's wife. He's like dudes he played against. Any Kardashian. Chloe? Uh, no, Andy I think Jenner? the younger one is I don't know them like Wait, that. One of them is way more natural looking than the other that's ones. Kendall. No, no, that's too young for that's is she, too young for us. Well, she's, he's thinking of Courtney. Like 20, like, he's cut, thinking of Courtney. Courtney. Courtney, Courtney, is, Courtney, the Courtney is the one of the three. She's that, the normal one. She's the oldest. But she looks the youngest. That's the one that used to be with Disick? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, she's the cutest of the yes. The most normal one too. Um Wait, okay, so ha- we've got Halle Berry, we've got, we need three no more. No Kardashians. We've got no Hillary. Kardashians. You made me say which one like, I like. What about Giselle? Penel- Giselle Bunchen? Yeah. Nah, she didn't do it for me. Too skinny. Uh-uh, what about yeah. like Penelope Cruz, Selma Hayek, that realm? Penelope Cruz, Gal Selma Gadot, Hayek. Wonder Woman? Yeah, Gal Gadot, That's yes, my, sir. Um, you know who one. I really like? Not, um, 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 it's, it's not Eva Mendes. Is it Eva Mendes? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, strong. Not Longoria, Mendes. Mendes, yeah. She's talking about Will yeah. Smith. Eva Mendes is yeah. so What yes. happened to her? She kind of vanished. No, no, she had a baby. She's with uh, Ryan Gosling. She's oh, a oh really? Yeah, she's... All right. Yeah, she's married to Ryan Gosling. She's at home. Right, My bad. Right. I also like the... What, what is it? What's the one we talked about the other day? John Krasinski's wife? Emily Blunt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? You like Emily Blunt? <laughs> I like Emily Blunt. Wait, have you seen the movie A Quiet Place? No, we're go- uh, we Everybody got to go. It's so good. I want to see it, too. But your wife is number one, right? Just always. All right, CB, that was like nine of them, so hope um, you're happy. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, CB, you got it. Yeah. Um, he also asked best family board games. Ah, family board games. I mean, Monopoly is always a classic. Yeah, right. We, like, I was just teaching my daughters how to play Monopoly. Yeah. Uh, do you play with month. the? Do you play with the, like the credit card now? There's a credit card, or do you guys do like <laughs> no, the money? Are you serious? Yeah, really? credit card Monopoly now. That's crazy. Really? You play with millions I'm old school. instead I of hundreds. Cash, homie. Yes, right. My classic family <laughs> board game is Scrabble. All, all right, right, let's get back to uh, CB Morning. What's <laughs> Hannah's worst date story? I feel like we already did this one. No. He asked me, but I didn't answer, which is oh, why he's pressing. So let's get it on here. I I was thinking about this, and really the only I, I was never on just like an awful date where I had to leave, but um there was one where I just you know I knew like five minutes in there wasn't going to be a second. How date. tall was he? 
he wasn't that tall. He was like <laughs> he was like six one, six two. So what yeah. was the exit um, strategy? Pretty short. This was the, the only, <laughs> so great. I love. I know. It. I'm sorry. So, um, the only bad part about this date and why I tell the story was at the end. He tried to make a move. Did I tell the story oh, before? No, no, no. He no. Went in okay, so oh. he so he like Ubered me back to my place, right? Yeah. We get out of the car and yeah. I'm like I'm I'm booking You're it. Done. Like I'm like, goodbye, thanks for dinner, whatever. <laughs> um and he he gets out of the car with me, you know, walks me to my front door. Yeah. Tries to make a move, like what? tries to kiss me. Are, like, are you back to him? And he like, or are you guys like face to face? Like, we're like, like was there a hug? Like, there was like a hug, and then he kept he like pulled uh, me and yes. like wanted to okay, kiss me. Okay, there we go. And we I literally, it. I I like put my hand up. Oh, you Heisman? No. <laughs> you gave him the Heisman? And I was like, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just did not. Like, How I was can dudes not have that bad it. of a feel? No, but listen, yeah, seriously, then he, right? Then he tries again. Oh, and after I, the Heisman? Yes, after. Uh, yeah, you got to give him that. Drunk? No, and I. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm just not, like, I'm not feeling it. And then he goes, this is the worst part. We're at my front door. And he goes, worse. okay, get home safe. You're <laughs> 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 uh, literally remember, right there at your door. I remember I just shut the door so fast. And I, like, like, wincing. Like, oh, that poor guy that's This sucked. dude. How bad but, um, do you have to feel if you just got Heisman twice and then said, get home safe? Devo, can we get him as a guest? I feel like we need to get this guy on the podcast. Like, know. we need to have a conversation with him and help How this he's guy. doing now, bro. I don't bro. even know if I still have his number saved. <laughs> How long was ago was those, this? It was, like, two years ago. It was, like... My friends were like, "You gotta go. He's the coolest if guy." A girl, like, that's like straight to if a girl wants a kiss, she'll let it be known. Like you can. Oh tell. my god, for sure. Yes, like if oh, it's not so there, because I've always, always had some dates. First move when it comes to kissing. My wife like, actually kissed me first. Yes, but like, all, like go for the hug and then like let them like I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> Bad move. I agree. All right. Um, from L. Doctor Inigas. He said, I've heard you guys mention the idea of letting collegiate athletes, mostly football players, transfer and play right away if the head coach that recruited them leaves for another job. Have any of you considered the idea that this could lead to coaches recruiting players that could follow the moving head coach to their new and potentially bigger and better school? Yes. They would have to be careful with this one because, for instance, Scott Frost, we were talking about him earlier. Right. He goes UCF to Nebraska. He could technically bring like 20 guys and UCF's program would decimate it. Yep. It's tricky. I think I like the idea of letting guys transfer if their coach leaves. There'd have to be some sort of stipulation. But like, if you're totally like all, tr like all player, like, hey, you've got to do the best for the players, then why, if the coach can leave for a better job, why can't the, the player go with that guy? Yeah. And he's got a great quarterback, Mackenzie Milton, who would be a perfect fit for him at Nebraska. Why can't he go with him? Like, it is kind of messed up, but I wouldn't want to see programs get hurt as bad as they would. Yeah, maybe. You know, they can leave, but they can't follow the coach that's got, you know what I mean? Like, right. I, I don't, cause I, it's a big deal when you're talking about. Cause he about would take not, the best players. Yeah, he'd take <laughs> the know? best players. And it's a big deal when you're talking about hamstringing a kid into a situation where a new regime comes in. And it's all about whether somebody likes you or not. Like, you could be a great player. If you, if the next guy comes in and he's not your, you're not his guy, I mean, that could ruin a, that could ruin a career. So I'm, I'm, like, I respect both sides of it. Maybe they could transfer, but just not go with the coach to the new school. Um, all right, I'm going to do this one next because I think this is a good question. We can make this one quick, though. Um, ABG311 says, I want to be an agent and deciding between law school or MBA. Were both of your agents lawyers? And what made you decide to choose them? Abe, thanks. Great show. Ooh. Yeah, my <laughs> it's a really tough business. It is a tough. It's cutthroat as heck. I was, I, my agent was a lawyer, and I picked him because he was just as honest with me up front as – he could be like they told me they didn't think I could play in the NBA, but I'd make money in Europe. Um, 
and I liked that he wasn't trying to sell Did me. Did he on have a dream. other big name clients? Yeah, but we were. He was boutiquey, so no, he didn't have a whole. It wasn't like a, a, a you know, a Bill Duffy or or you know, creative. I wasn't like that. He had like Manu Ginobili, a Luol Deng. He had like the Person Brothers. So he had some names that I knew, but not a huge stable. So it was kind of very. It was very uh, personal too, right. you know. So, so I got like recruited by agents because I was coming out of Florida State. Sure. I, I was going to get drafted. Yeah. So I sat down with Jimmy Sexton. I sat down with Lee Steinberg. Sat down with Tom Condon from like and all these guys. Marvin Demoff was my agent who I actually picked. He was an attorney. He was Marino's agent. So okay. that, like there was a tie in there because I looked up to Marino so much. But I was with you. Like he was an attorney. But it was more like just be real with me. So many of them said I can boost your draft stock. I right. can do this, and I'm like, no, you can't. You really just and but Marvin Demoff, who was my agent, he actually said, you know, hey, you're gonna get picked wherever you are. I'm gonna do my best to get you the most money we can. Sometimes it'll be there, sometimes it won't. But I'm gonna protect you. I'm gonna try to put you in the yeah. best situation. He was just honest, and I was right. like, all right, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Side note, like Honestly. weird. Lee Steinberg, who has had his ups and downs. He was one of the most prolific agents at that time. Then he kind of went away because he had some very serious personal problems. Now he's back. He's got a couple first-round talents. I met with him at the uh, Marriott Harbor Beach down in Fort Lauderdale. It was like the Super Bowl was here. And we met in like this suite that he had at the hotel. And he comes to the door, and he, and he was legendarily quirky, yeah. I'll say. Yeah. So he comes to the door, no shoes on, like just no shoes. And he had like a, di- a dip in, but then there was like some dip spilled on his oh. shirt. <laughs> it was oh. just weird. He was like a slob. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. And then he, like, he was really a brilliant guy, but it was almost one of these brilliant kind of weird, like, yeah, other almost crazy. Guys. Yeah. So I just mm-hmm. didn't have a good vibe with I hear him. that. Uh, last one from Taco Torres. He says, what is your go-to song to get you pumped up before a big event? And what would your kids say about that song right now? Oh, it's a good one. So oh. I actually use some of these for my daughters, like when we're driving them to volleyball or basketball or whatever events, swim meet, whatever they have. Right. So I'll use Jump Around okay. from House of Pain. Like, <laughs> yeah. I want, they yeah. love it because it's kind of fun and it's yeah. a beat. Um, I don't know. What do you got? Um, I had a, like a, a catalog, I guess, of songs. I don't remember them all, but my, uh, there was one, a TI song called Motivation mm-hmm. that like I used to like to listen to, like if I was getting ready for something really serious. My kids, Typically, when I put on stuff that I like, they're they're a little more like cool with it now. But they like this mumble rap BS, <laughs> so they're they're into all this bad hip hop. I also had you know, yeah. Right. I also It'll had uh, Jay Z public service announcement. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Yeah, that was right, good that one. went up. Some yeah. so many of them though, like my kids, like like I got to be careful. Even House of Pain, jump around. Like there's probably like up. Oh, we'd like skip through it. <laughs> if you put on like Biggie or DMX, would they like that? No, they love DMX. Okay. Yeah, oh my, my kids they like love the barking. Like, they just I love the barking. Yeah. I don't yeah, like DMX that much. I wish we could play them on I'm the podcast. I'm going to get you on J. Cole, though. I'm so excited for it. Yeah. Also, to, you should listen to, um, <laughs> you're going to kill me, right. Kanye West, Life of Pablo, the first like three songs. Oh, maybe not that part about Taylor Swift. That was really bad. But, <laughs> yeah, they would be devastating. But the first song, Ultralight Beam, is, yeah. it gets me so No, that was a good song. That was a good song. Yeah, some good ones. The whole thing, top and bottom, was just Ultra Jim Beam. <laughs> ultra light, ultra light beer. Got it. All right. Ultra light beer. Michelin right. Ultra. My bad, Hannah. I'm sorry. My bad, Kanye. Forgive. So like I killed the Kardashians. <laughs> like I'm killing. This is bad. Sorry. No, All right. Fine. That's a wrap for even? us. Uh, enjoy the NBA playoffs. NHL, NHL playoffs. I'm dialed in. I'm going to start focusing on it so we can really go deep on All it. All your breakdown but, Monday uh, morning. I hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Make sure you check us out on iTunes. Follow us. Subscribe. Anywhere you can find podcasts, leave us that five-star review and ask us a question in there after you leave that five-star review. We have to answer the questions as you saw today. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Canel and Bell. Boom.